Good evening to those in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message, our message for the week. And we thank you for listening to us. If you enjoy these messages, um, please let your family and friends know that every Saturday at 7 o'clock we come to you with the Word of God. And we're just thankful that you are listening to us. And like I said, pass it along to your family and friends. And you know, uh, once again, I always encourage you to, if you don't really have time to sit, listen, uh, we have an app, which is Grace and Faith Fellowship. You can get it on your iPhone or your Android, and you can listen at your earliest convenience whenever you have time. So, but we just want to be a blessing to you. And we also have Bible study every Thursday at seven o'clock. You can get it on facebook you can get it on youtube you know so you those are the, the two streams that i believe that we have that you can listen to us um at any time you want you can always go back and re-listen to them you know a second or third time whatever you feel like you need to do but we're going to continue on this journey i surrender all we're talking about surrendering all to jesus it is it's one of the things that as far as a believer, we want to surrender all to God as we go through our Christian walk. Uh, we want to look at the areas that we are not surrendering and say, you know what? God helped me surrender in that area. And God, the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to surrender to him in the areas you need. But tonight we want to focus on um, maybe this is a hindrance to, or this is a hindrance to surrendering all. And we want to talk about people pleasers. Maybe you are a people pleaser. You want to please everybody. And I know I've struggled with that in some cases. And you want to please it. You want to make everybody happy. But the question you need to ask yourself tonight, are you a people pleaser? Because if you're trying to please everybody, then you're going to struggle at surrendering your all to Jesus. You're not going to surrender all to Jesus because you're trying to make everybody happy. And so we're going to deal with that tonight. Are you a people pleaser? And so we're going to start off by, have you saying this, have you ever been to the doctor? Oh, excuse me, not the eye, but the eye doctor, to be more specific. Um, go to the eye doctor, get your eyes checked. And at the eye doctor, uh, they, they place this contraption on you your eyes, in front of your eyes. And the eye doctor asks you to read the eye chart, okay? He asks you to read it. And he flips from one lens to the next hand, better or best. Have you ever experienced that? And I know if I experience when I go to the eye, eye doctor once a year, he puts that contraption up in front of my eyes and says better or best. And, and flipping back and forth, he wants you to say which lens helps, okay? And you can tell he he has an answer in mind. Have you ever known that the doctor he got? A, you gotta assume that he got an answer in mind of which one's supposed to be better, or best. And, and you're trying to read his voice. What to think? You should say, okay. So you and so you may be saying, okay, which one does he really want me to pick? Okay, and so. What you're doing there is you're trying to please the doctor and really just telling the truth. 
because you're trying to make the doctor happy and you're trying to um, say the answer that you think he has in mind. In other words, you're trying to please him. You're not being uh, truthful as to which one is better. In fact, you're trying to get a feel from him as to which one he wants you to say. Okay. And so the question is, if God was sitting in that eye doctor chair, okay, and asking me the difference between what you saw with the lens of fear and the lens of faith. So what if God was asking you, what's the difference between he was asking you, if you look into a lens, are you looking through the lens of fear or are you looking through the lens of faith? Because you, you're looking through either one. It's either fear or faith. Do you believe God or are you fearful of, we're talking about people here, uh, what people might say if you say the truth. So, so you 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 want to, to sign right away for the supernatural description of faith. So we want to stand in faith. I believe you do. We want to stand in faith. But you, you, you find yourself feeling more natural to pick the fear lens. Why? Because when it comes to people liking you and not making anybody mad, and then there is this um, feeling of, well, you don't want to judge anybody. And we don't want to make anybody feel bad and feel condemned. So therefore, we may not always speak the truth. So what you're doing when you do that is you're trying to please people. Okay. So, but I want to look at when it comes to fear, you, you can't fear people. You can't fear people and speaking the truth because once again, you won't surrender all to Jesus. If you have this fear of what people might say. So I want to go to Psalms 34, quickly. Psalms 34, I'm going to read 4 through 10. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, this, it says, I, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No, sh no shadow of shame would darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joy of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord for you, his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. So I want you to pay attention to this, to this song from David, Psalm 34. Notice he's all was saying, he said he prayed to God and God freed him from all his fears. Okay, what was he feared? Maybe the fear from people. Maybe the, the fear of people's opinion about him. He says, hey, I want to be, I pray and God freed me from those fears. So when you pray and ask God to free you, 
He said, Lord, I want to surrender all my life to you. I want to be completely surrendered to you. But you know what, God? I have a fear of people. I fear people's opinion. God, help me. Just like David said, help me to be free from the fear of people's opinion, of people liking me, even though I'm speaking your truth. Okay. And notice he goes on through this, this thing. He's talking about the fear of the Lord. Seven says, for the anger of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. So fearing God is more important than fearing man. And we're going to get into more of that later on in, in this, this message. So to fear God means to respect him. Respect what? When you respect God, you respect his opinion. You respect what he says about something. You get in agreement with him. He said, you know, it's more important to be in agreement with God than to be in agreement with the culture. Okay. And he's saying, he goes on and says, hey, um, God, he surrounds the him. He says, goes on to nine, says, fear the Lord, you his good godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. God says, okay, he's going to take care of you if you fear him. If you honor his opinion versus people. Then he's going to say, ten even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. So he's he, in this particular, those verses I read, he talked about the fear of man. He says, I want to be delivered from that. He got free from that. Then he talked about the fear of God, which he says, hey, if I fear God, Okay, then he's going to take care of me. He's going to make sure I get everything I need. I'm not going to lack anything. I'm going to get everything that I need when I fear God. And so <clears throat> we see the difference here. So I also want to look at, so let's look at um, Joshua chapter two. <clears throat> Joshua chapter two. I want to look at this. Reading it from the New Living Translation, chapter, chapter two, and we're going to talk about Rahab. Okay, we're going to read, not going to read the whole chapter, but I want to highlight, I want to use her as an example of a woman who wasn't a people pleaser, but she feared God more than she feared her country. So it goes on to say here, and in starting verse one, it said, Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies. From the Israelites' camp of uh, Asia Grove. And he instructed them to scatter the land on the other side of Jordan, especially around Jericho. So the two men went out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, Some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, this verse six, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath 
bundles of flax she had laid out. So the men, the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shadow crossing of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gates of Jericho shut. But when we read eight, it says, but before the spies went to sleep tonight, Rahab went up to the roof and talked to them and said, I know the Lord has given you this land. She said, we're all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, who people were completely destroyed. So we see here that Rahab, other words, even though she was a citizen of Jericho, she chose, she had enough faith, not fear, okay, to protect the spies from Israel. Because she had heard about, hey, I heard about your God. I heard that God, what God had did for you, you know, crossing the Red Sea. I believe in your God. See, because she could have given in to the fear of the king said the king they came to her house they came to the house and looking and she could have said you know what i'm fearful what am i having no she protected the spies and because she protected the spies she had enough faith to do that you know what she was saved her and her family so rahab may have may not seem like the likely choice for a model of faith because what her, her 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 profession in town a prostitute okay so you wouldn't look at a prostitute as having faith the people of the city heard that there was spies in town and they came looking at Rahab's house Rahab took a bold step of faith by hiding the men she didn't give in to the pressures of her city her culture she hid the men by faith and she, she told the spies that she had heard of the God of Israel. She had some bold faith in a God who was unfamiliar to her. So we see here, this is an awesome story that here's a woman that was unfamiliar with Israel God. But you know what? She had faith and believe that, you know what, that their God was the true God. And what they was doing was God ordained to take the land. And she got an agreement and said, you know, I'm going to release my faith. I'm going to protect these spies because I believe in God. I see this is what she's a picture of what we have to do in the midst, in the face of a world and a culture that goes against the opinions of God. We have to say, you know, I'm going to stand boldly in my faith and declare what God has said. Now, let me say this that when we do that we we're not trying to make enemies okay we're not trying to alienate people we're not trying to make people angry okay that, that's not our goal to make people angry with us or to you know i don't we don't want to go around and i don't want you to go around making people angry about what you believe and sometimes we you know you we, we have to be careful not to be arrogant about it, okay? Because nobody wants to be disliked. 
Okay. We're not going around trying to have people hating us and disliking us. That's not the goal. But understand this, that when you do that, when you stand bold, when you stand on the opinions of God versus the opinions of man, you will make enemies. Jesus told us that. Okay. Jesus says that he wasn't a friend. He said the world didn't like him. They're not going to like you neither. But not because you're just being arrogant and trying to make everybody mad. But if you just just standing in the truth, okay, stand and say, you know what? This is what the word of God said. We don't have to debate. I want to encourage you. We don't have to get in the long debate, intellectual debate with them. You know, tell them what you believe. And they may disagree with it. And you may say, well, we disagree. But this is what the word of God says. And you have to give them no, the right to, to, to agree or disagree. Okay. So I want to pull the next scripture up here. Um, Galatians 1 and 10. This is Paul. This is Paul uh, writing to the church of Galilee. And he says, obviously, this is from the New Living Translation. I'm not trying to win the approval of people. But of God, if people... If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Interesting what Paul said. He said, I'm not trying to win the approval of people. We're not out to win the approval of people. Once again, though we're not trying to make people mad, but we're not trying to get the approval of people. Okay. We're not outset, but we're not trying to get the approval. Because he said here, if I was trying to please people pleasing people was his goal he says out he would not be a servant of christ interesting so so this is the the question all ministers and all christians i believe should ask themselves and the one that must have a definite answer if any person speaks they should speak as the oracles of God. This is in, you read that about in 1 Peter 4 and 11. Anyone who is just parroting what someone else says or is saying what is convenient for the circumstances or what they thought on their own is not worthy to be representing the Lord. And I know that's pretty strong, but that's true. If you're just going to repeat what everybody else say or say what's convenient, you know, or it says here what they thought on their own, or you're using your own opinion, you're not worthy of representative because Paul says here, hey, if pleasing people was his goal, so he wouldn't be a servant of Christ because Christ didn't come. You got to remember, he didn't come to please people. He come, remember he talked about, I came to please my father, which is in heaven. And we should have the same goal is to please the father, which is in heaven. And once again, like I said, people are going to come against you, but it's not that you're trying to make them angry. It's just that, you know what? I fear God more than I fear the opinions and the rejections of man. This is where we got to stand at. Um, we we should all be we should all be called by God, by the Lord, excuse me, and speak only what the Lord tells us to speak. 
Jesus, he was our supreme example. He spoke with the Father. He said, I'm only going to say what the Father tells me to say. Okay, notice that people pleasers are not true servants of Christ. Okay, people pleasers are not true servants of Christ. Why? Because you're not surrendering. When you're trying to people please people, you're not surrendering completely to God. You can't say I surrender all. If you're trying to please people, you, it says they're not a true servant of Christ. As Paul said, he says, he says, because if pleasing people is my goal, I will not be a, a be a servant of Christ. Christ servant. He says I would I wouldn't be because you cannot focus on pleasing people and pleasing God, and at the same time, you can't do it. It's impossible. You can't do it. So therefore, you need to understand that, hey, either you need to stand for God or it says you're not a true servant of Christ. Now, I'm not saying you're not saved. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying you're not a true servant. Because you're not a, a Christian who has surrendered all to Jesus as we, we're talking about here. Surrender all to him. And all means all. And we all got to work on something, but if you're trying to please people, please your family, you know, and I know people are close. We're not trying to hurt the people who are close to us. And sometimes that can be tough, but you have to be bold enough to say, and say, you know what? I love you, but I can't agree with you on that because the word of God, especially when it comes to your children, if your children are not in line with the word of God, they're doing something contrary to what they've been taught. If you raise them in the word, you just got to say in love, I love you, but that's wrong. That's wrong. Okay. And you have to tell them that. And if you love your people who are in your life, you're going to say the Bible says, speak the truth in love. If you love them, you're going to speak the truth. You're not going to just go along with what they, they're saying or doing just for to keep peace or things can happen or you're afraid of losing a relationship. God says he'll take care of that. All right, so let's look at the next scripture here. First uh, Thessalonians 2 and 4. It says here, for we speak as messenger, and this is Paul reading from the New Living Translation. They said, for we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. Paul, you see, he was very strong on this. We see he said it in, in, in Galatians. Here we saying it again in 1 Thessalonians 2 and 4. He says, my, our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of the heart. Okay. So God says, he, I, he Paul says, God is going to examine the motives of the heart. Okay, he said, but our purpose is to please God, not people. So what is this word? And you read it from the um, King James Version. It says in the words, words entrusted. He has entrusted us. And the word trust means to give over something to another for care, protection, and performance. So God has entrusted us. He has given us over to us to take care of the God, to protect the God, to perform the God. It says also, it says 
to give as a trust to someone. So God has entrusted us, okay, the believers, not now once again, not just the pastors or the preachers or the deacons, no, the Christians, the Christian believers. If you are a believer, you have been trusted to share the message of the God news, the gospel. Okay, so it says now the, the Lord does not have a plan B or C. Okay, we are it. If we don't preach his true gospel, he won't write the truth in the clouds or speak through a dog. The Lord is depending on us. So what an awesome responsibility. So God doesn't have a plan B or C. He only has the plan A. What is that plan? That plan is you and me to declare the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, not to be afraid. He doesn't have a plan B or C. Okay, he's not going to speak, you know, through anything. Or he's going to speak through man. If the world is going to hear the gospel now, they have to hear it through born again believers. And if you're saved on tonight, that includes you. Not just, the, like I said, once again, it's not just the pastors, the preachers, but every believer should take a part in sharing the good news with people that they know and come around, you know, to present the gospel to them. So ministers are often guilty of holding back some truth because they don't think the people they are speaking to can handle it. But unless we are led by the Holy Spirit in this manner, it is wrong for us to make the judgment for others. We should allow people the right of accepting or rejecting the truth for themselves. Okay, so we hold back because we think people can't handle it. Once again, and I love this. So unless the Holy Spirit leads you to hold back, unless the Holy Spirit is telling you, don't say it right now, let me see, then it's wrong for us to make that judgment for other people. Okay. So once again, we always start, we'll go back to the beginning, being led by the Holy Spirit. Okay. We're talking about surrender all to God. So what does it mean to surrender all? Surrender your voice, surrender your mouth to God. Okay. Be a mouthpiece. Are you willing to surrender your mouth to him and to speak and proclaim the gospel? Or as it says here, are you holding back because people can't handle it? Or you're afraid of being rejected? Because it says here, I love what it says. We should allow people the right to accept or reject the truth for themselves. People need to hear the truth from you and me. They need to hear the truth. Now, we can't control, and I had to learn this myself. Lord knows I had to learn this. We can't control whether they're going to say they're rejected. Some may accept it. Some are going to reject it. You're not going to win everybody over. And I know I struggled because I wanted to win everybody over. And I spoke to I did. And that was my goal to win them over. But I had to learn. I'm not, you know, sometimes when you, you know, you're determined, your voice raised up and you, you kind of, you're saying, you're speaking the gospel, but your tone and your voice is wrong. And, and you sound irritable and people get offended when 
you talk to them a certain way. And so therefore I had to learn and say, you know what? Either you accept it or reject it. It's not going to change. The word of God is not going to change to anybody. But give them the opportunity to accept the truth. You know, they, you may not win them all, but guess what? The Bible we're talking about, you can sow a seed. Okay. You, you may have sowed a seed in that person's life, and then somebody else may come along that they meet and share the good news again, and they may receive the gospel. But guess what? God gives you credit also because you sowed the seed. And when when you spoke to them, they were rejected. They won't try to hear it. Hey, and that may happen. But the thing is, give them the opportunity to reject it or accept it. And that's what God wants us to do is give them the opportunity to accept the gospel. But don't hold back because you're afraid that they can't handle it or rejection or you you're going to be declared as judging people because you're going to experience all that. And all you doing is speaking, speaking the truth, what the word of God says. I believe the word is what you said. And you know what? This is what the, I believe what the word says. I believe this is the truth. And they have to accept it or reject it. Okay. So we see here, um, the next scripture I want to read. It's Proverbs 29, 25. Okay. Proverbs 29, 25 says, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting God means safety. So notice this, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting God means safety. So this is powerful and this is it's a liberating truth. When, when we fear only God, nothing can stop us we will be as bold as lions. But if we fear punishment or rejection from people, we will always be slaves and not free to be our true selves. See, this is what it is. It puts you in, when you fear people, it puts you in bondage. And you can't be surrendered to God in bondage. Why? Because he came to set us free. Okay? No one can truly be, Truly free. No one is truly free who fears what others think of them. And so if you always worried about people's opinions of you. You're not truly free. And only those who have found total satisfaction in God's opinion of them alone can overcome the fear of man. And Paul, Paul was a good example of this. He, he died to any selfish ambition and longed for God's approval only. And you will find that in Philippians chapter 3. Verses eight through ten. Therefore, he could have, he could have anyone forsake him, and yet he stood firm. He was beaten unjustly and thrown to prison, yet he was so content in the Lord that he sang praises at midnight. And you see that story in the book of Acts, chapter sixteen. You know, specifically Acts sixteen, verse two twenty five. For Paul. For Paul, living was all about Christ's approval. So no man can snare, could snare him. If they put him in prison, he would just praise God and get the whole prison saved. So Paul didn't stop. He put him in prison. He was praising God 
Uh, if, if they threatened to kill him, he would thank them because he would rather live in heaven with Christ. So, hey, he said, if you kill me, I'm going to be with Christ. It don't matter. If they released him, he went right back to proclaiming the gospel without fear of what they would do to him. So Paul was very bold. He was he was my example that you, if you put me in prison, I'm going to sing praises. If you kill me, I'm going to be with Jesus. If you release me, I'm just going to go back to preaching the gospel again. Don't matter. I'm not afraid of what you do to me. And so Paul was free as only those who have their total trust in the Lord can be. So he was free. He wasn't, he was surrendered to the will and the promises of God. He was told he was surrendered in his life. Didn't matter what they said about him, didn't matter what they did to him. He said, I'm totally sold out for Jesus. And you know what? This is what I'm going to do. No matter what you do to me, I've got to proclaim the good news. So here's the last scripture I'm going to um, speak on tonight. The last one about people pleasing. And it's coming from the Gospel of John, chapter 12. And I'm going to read it from verses 37 to 43. Reading from the New Living Translate. And it says, but... Despite all the miracles Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe it. For as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts can understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. I there was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him. However, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue for they love human praise more than the praise of God. Now I want to focus on the last part of that. Listen to that. It says many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jews. So when Jesus was preaching, some did believe him because remember, go back to what I first read. It was saying how Isaiah prophesied that they're not going to believe Jesus' report. Okay. They're not going to believe him. Yeah. Their, their eyes going to be blind. Their hearts going to be hardened to them so they can't see you. But, it, but in Jesus speaking to them, proclaiming the gospel to them, it says some of the Jewish leaders did believe. It says here, but they wouldn't admit it. Hmm. For the fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they love human praise more than the praise of God. So I want to really kind of end with this tonight. Are do you love human praise more than the praise of God? And that's just something to think about. Are you more concerned about men praising you than God praising you? 
because we love people to applaud us. Everybody wants that affirmation. Everybody wants to be pounded back saying, you're doing a great job. I love what you're doing. I love what you're saying. Man, you know what? You're doing a great job. I agree with you. Okay. But what happens when you start, you stand on the truth, and this is going to happen. When you start standing on the truth, when you start going against the grain of the culture and society and the world system, people are not going to pray. They're going to reject you. And so the question we need to ask ourselves, you and me, is that, am I more inclined to love the human praise or do I want God to praise me? Do I want God's approval or do I want man's approval? This, this is the message tonight because you, this is going to hinder you if you are looking for human praise, you, this is going to hinder you from surrendering all to Jesus. It's going, going, and you're not going to be a true servant of Christ when you are seeking the praise of men. Because I love what it says. It says they wouldn't, they, they would, they believed you, but they wouldn't admit it for fear of the Pharisees would expel from the synagogue. They didn't want to be kicked out of the church. <laughs> they didn't want to be kicked out of church. And maybe you, I want to speak to you, maybe if you believe the gospel, the true gospel is being preached, then you, there's a possibility you can be kicked out of your church. You know, you may be kicked out of your church for believing and speaking in tongues. You may be kicked out of your church for believing that what we're made righteous through what Jesus did versus um, working for it, performance-based Christianity. You know what? Uh, I got to work for it. I got to come to church. I got to read my Bible. And so if I don't do all that, I'm not saved. It's possible that your church will not accept you. The people that you minister, you know, people that you around. Or you believe some other type of religion and you come to hear this gospel and you believe this gospel. Yeah, you're going to be expelled because they were afraid of being expelled. The synagogue. These Judaizers and, you know, the Jews believed in the law. And, you know, if you didn't keep the law, then you're not a Christian versus Jesus that came along, died for the sins of the world. And now you no longer are made right by what you do. You're made right by what Jesus did. And you still have people out here. And unfortunately, there are some churches who still don't believe that. And you may be expelled. You may be totally disregarded because of what you believe. But as it says here, do you love him in praise more than the praise of God? Do you love him in praise more than the praise of God? And I want you tonight, and I pray that you do that. I choose to be praised by God more than the praise of man. This is one of the biggest fears in saying yes to God can be holding on to hope in the outcomes of God. So that's the biggest one of the biggest fears. We holding on to hoping that people will like us, holding on 
that you know what if I share the gospel, the outcome is always gonna be good. And so we won't say yes to God, we won't surrender to Him because we're holding hoping that hey, if I say yes, if I say yes to God, hoping that it, that pe- everybody's gonna get in agreement with me, everybody's gonna be happy for me, everybody's gonna I'm gonna be everybody's best friend. Now it's not gonna be that way. Pleasing people can be a hindrance or will be a hindrance to surrender our own to Jesus. And we don't want to do that. We want to please God rather than pleasing man. So as I end this, let me pray for you. As I conclude this message, that is the whole thing is we don't want to be people pleasers. We want to be God pleasers. Let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of you, I speak to every voice that's listening to me right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you minister to them as they hear these words. I pray that you will touch their heart as they hear this message. I pray, God, that they will be more hungry for your approval than the approval of man. That they will Stand boldly in faith and declare your goodness and declare your love and declare your promises. And God, no matter what comes against them, God, know that you love them and you are standing by them. You said in your word, you will be with us even until the end of the world. And God, let us be bold in our faith. Let them be bold in their faith. It says, no matter what comes, that I will declare the good news of Jesus Christ. Even if I don't understand everything, even God, they don't understand everything. Let them stand in the truth that they know that Jesus Christ died for us and he died for the sins of the world. And because when we put our trust in him, we shall have everlasting life. God, I come against that fear that's keeping them from standing. I come against that spirit of fear that's holding them back. And I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for freeing them. I thank you for setting them free as they hear this word being set free and let them step out in faith that you may get the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening to me tonight. We're going to continue on this journey. Um, I surrender all. We'll be back again with you next week to share you another installment of I Surrender All. Thank you once again for listening, and we'll be back with you again next week. Bye-bye.